Some of you will know Mike, some of you won't. His little boys are obviously excited that you're speaking this morning. Uh, <laughs> uh, we are, I've known Mike obviously now for a number of years, and all I can say is this is a guy who inspires me, challenges me. Uh, he's someone who pushes boundaries and just sometimes I can't believe the extent of the things that you do. Just constantly giving himself to what God calls himself doing. And what I would say about Mike is that when we're talking about carrying the kingdom, here's a guy that I see who just carries the kingdom in the places he goes faithfully and obediently to, to the communities that he's in. So excited for what you're going to bring today, Mike, and I'll pass it over to you, shall I? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much, Ian. Well, good morning, all. Great to see you. Um, oh, I'm just excited. That story was amazing, Alistair. Just uh, hearing, hearing that, and you know, and that's kind of what we're going to be talking about a little bit this morning. Is just we're all responsible for bringing God's kingdom, you know, and just stepping out to our neighbours. Just so excited hearing that story. Um, just absolutely amazing. Excuse my little boy. That's him screaming. <laughs> He knows what the talk's about, that's what I know. <laughs> um, well, anyway, just a little bit about me. Uh, my name's Mike, um, and, uh, yeah, obviously I'm married to Rachel. Um, we've been married 12 years this summer, and uh, I know I don't look old enough. And uh, we've got three children. Um, Bella's six, Noah's four. Um, that was Zach crying. He's one. Um, and I'm a, I'm a teacher, and that's what I do for work. And, yeah, most importantly, I'm Welsh. I'm Welsh born and bred. I'm a Cardiff boy. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So just, that's just a bit of background about me. Um, but no, I'm really excited to talk to you guys this morning. Um, over the last few weeks, um, we've been looking at kingdom carriers. And we've been looking at what kingdom carriers are all about and how God can use us and how God wants to use us. Um, and so last week, James was talking about... Um, Evan Roberts and talking about the Welsh revival, you know, and it's just such an exciting talk just hearing about what Evan Roberts did and how he did it and how God just mightily used him in this nation, um, which I'm just passionate about this nation, passionate about this city. Um, I'm sure you guys are passionate about this city and nation too. You know, but I think the biggest thing James pulled out last week was just the importance of listening to God. Um, and being obedient. It's one thing listening, but being obedient to what God um, calls us to do or puts in our heart. But this morning, I want to talk about the obedience of a kingdom carrier and how we can be obedient um, and be open to being used by God. Exactly how Alistair and you guys, just with your neighbours, just nudged by God, just to step out, step out of our comfort zone, knock down those walls we build around our homes, and actually just build relationship, and that's where it all starts. But just to start off with, we all carry the authority of the king in order to see God break out wherever we go, whether that's in our communities, in our homes, and that's what I want to just unwrap this morning with you. You know, my nephew, he goes to um, Bournemouth Vineyard, and the tagline down there for the church is, love the king and live the kingdom. And I think it's just, just such a great tagline, just that, to love, love God with all of our heart, and when we're deeply in love with God, we just want to see his kingdom just spread out 
into our communities. So we're just going to open up the Bible this morning, um, and we're going to, it's Palm Sunday, and so we're just going to look at the account of Jesus as he triumphantly enters into Jerusalem. So we're going to look at Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 to 11. I'm going to read from the NIV, um, and this account is also found in Mark 11, Luke 19, and John 12. You see, it's the start of Holy Week. It's an exciting week. So listen, I'm just going to read from my Bible, but I think it's on the screen behind me. So chapter 21. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you. And at once you will find a donkey tied there with a colt by her. And tie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell him that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought their donkey and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road. And while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road, the crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? And the crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. You know, in one sense, it's such a well-known passage. We look at it most years on Palm Sunday. And we look, it's the start of Holy Week. And just kind of like such a a big time in the the life of as a a Christian leading up to um, the death and the resurrection of Jesus. But we're going to just unpack this passage just a little bit this morning and just think about what can we learn from this story. I think firstly, if we just have a look at Jesus, he rides in, he rides on a donkey. He doesn't come in on a chariot. He rides on that donkey. And I think the first thing that we can just learn from Jesus here is his humility. You know, Jesus enters Jerusalem to the crowds of people with the expectation that Jesus is to overthrow the, the kingdom, the king, and become king of Jerusalem. You know, and I think that's what the people were expecting, and they got all the branches out, and they were shouting and cheering. You know, but he shocks the crowds because he enters very differently. He doesn't enter with a big army behind him. He doesn't enter on a, a chariot and a stallion, but he enters on a donkey. He enters calmly with his disciples by the side. You know, why does Jesus do this? No, Jesus knew the future. He knew what was going to happen a week later. You know, this took place to fulfill the prophecy. And in verse 4 and 5, we can just see. It says, this took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. You know, part of this was Jesus being humble and humility that he carried, and part of it was fulfilling the prophecies that were spoken about him. You know, Jesus only ever did as his father instructed him. (coughs) 
Secondly, I think from this story that we can see the donkey carries the king. You know, we're all called to be donkeys. We're all called to carry the king. You know, maybe this is a new way of looking at this story. The donkey doesn't get the glory or the praise, but the donkey carries the king. He's not dressed up as a stallion. The, the donkey's insignificant in this story. You know, no king would ever ride a donkey. But Jesus, king of kings, comes and rides a donkey. You know, maybe the donkey was coming down the road and he was seeing the crowds and all the people were cheering and laying down the branches. Maybe the donkey thought that was for him, you know. <laughs> he probably not much exciting had happened in his life before. <laughs> and there he is, everyone's cheering and shouting. He's taking all that glory. You know, but we are called to be donkeys. We're called to carry the king wherever we go. You know, we're called to, be hu to humbly and faithfully carry the king and his kingdom into all the places we go, whether that's our neighbors' lives, whether that's into our schools, into our workplace, into our families, wherever that is, we're called to carry the king. You know, last week, I'm talking about Evan Roberts. You know, Evan Roberts, he wasn't no superhero. He wasn't different from any other man. It wasn't that he was tall and strong. You know, he was just a donkey being used by God. He was used to carry the king. He was just obedient to Jesus. He heard God's call on his life, and he was obedient to what God had to say. You know, and we must be will willing to be the donkey. We have got to be the donkey, and we've got to allow Jesus to have the glory to receive the praise. You know, and I think on a daily basis, we have to be prepared to ask God, what do you want from us? What do you want from us today? It's a prayer, a simple prayer. I just pray regularly. And it's just this, Lord, use me, mold me, break me and shape me into the person you want me to be. You know, just the potter's hand, the clay. Just God to mold our lives to how he wants to best use us. You know, every day, be, expect God to want to use us. Expect there to be opportunities for us to be able to step into wherever we are, whatever situation. You know, it's the small things that God wants us to be used in. It's the small places that God opens up for us to step into. You know, our neighbors. It's, it's where we start, isn't it? Those people close to us. Such an easy invitation going into our neighbors, just moved in and saying hello. But it's so easy to have a hundred excuses not to do it at the same time. You know, thirdly, I think in this story, we've got Jesus, we've got the donkey, and we've got the disciples. You know, the disciples were, again, they were obedient to Jesus and what he asked them to do. And in verse 21, verse 1, sorry, chapter 21, verse 1, right at the start of this story, it says, As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, 
And at once you will find a donkey tied there with a colt by her. And tie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. You know, the disciples were just doing what Jesus had asked of them. They were just, they cheered him, they'd listened to him, and then they were obedient to him. You know, and this obedience just led to this incredible story that we just keep sharing and keep talking about. And it's, it's only through this obedience that God was able to use them and use the power of this story. You know, God, God doesn't choose to use superheroes. God doesn't choose to just change things usually by himself and his power, but he tends to use people. He uses men and women just like me and you. He wants to use people. He works through people. The disciples were just ordinary men. They were fishermen, all the different types of things. But God wants to use them, and he wants to use me, and he wants to use you to see his kingdom grow. You know, they were just being obedient, and they had courage. The disciples have a heart that loved Jesus, and they followed after him. They were obedient and they were filled with faith and courage and stepped out. You know, Evan Roberts, as I've said, he was, he was mightily used by God throughout the Welsh Revival. And it's amazing just sharing his stories and the testimonies. But in one sense, that was 100 years ago. You know, and I just, we want to see God, we want to see those stories happen today. You know, and sometimes we don't, we don't hear those stories, but I want to encourage us, there's stories happening all of the time, and we need to share these stories. I've just, some of us have been reading in the church's book, um, Scattered Servants, and I'm just going to read it, just a story from here, just a quick passage. Um, it's a story about, I mean, Belfast is a, quite a big vineyard church, um, and they've just been following after God and just doing what God just commands them to do. And they're just doing something called healing on the streets. We do it at Cardiff Vineyard, and they went out um, into the local community, and they set up a stand, and they just said, if you want prayer, come and have it. And this is what happened. Within 10 minutes of erecting a banner that read healing, we were praying for people. About an hour later, a woman who suffered with diabetes causing partial blindness asked if we would pray for her. We had never seen anyone healed of blindness, but as we prayed and her family watched, her sight was restored. Suddenly, it seemed that everyone wanted prayer. The woman just healed brought her eight-year-old son, whose leg was misshapen. As a result, the boy walked with a pronounced limp. One member of our team prayed, and immediately the leg was healed. Moments later, the boy's uncle arrived, complaining of a burning sensation. In his lungs that made breathing difficult... He was clearly in pain. We invited him to take a seat while the team prayed, and someone commanded the pain to go and the lungs to open. He experienced instant healing. We found ourselves in the center of a city and in the middle of a move of God. After many more healings, the woman whose sight was restored asked if we would go to her mother's home. A few of our team members went. They described the scene of a similar to the story of the healing of the paralytic man in the New Testament. The people there had contacted their extended family, and with so many arriving, there was barely any room in the house. One team, pr our team prayed for our little, the one little boy bent over due to severe um, scoliosis, and as they prayed, his spine straightened. 
Faith in God's power permeated throughout the room, and many of the people were healed of various conditions and ailments. As wonderful as the healings were, what gripped my heart most was the words of the mother. She was a Catholic woman, and, she, um, and that morning, at 7 o'clock that morning, the exact time we left our town to travel to theirs, she knelt beside her bed and asked God to send someone to help her family that day. God heard her cry, and his great mercy healed her two grandsons, her son, her two daughters, and several of the members of the family. You know, this is happening today. This is in Belfast, all right? And this is happening. This, was just, this book was just published just a little while ago. These are stories which are happening in our nation, you know? And it's just so exciting just to see how God is moving. And, you know, it wasn't a magic zap from God. He's using people who are obedient to him and doing what he says. They're stepping out of their comfort zone of obedience and faith and making a difference. You know what? It's fantastic hearing stories like that because they encourage our faith. You know, and this, the church vision here at Vineyard Cardiff is restoring the city and renewing the nation. You know, and I'm passionate about the city and I'm passionate about this nation. You know, but we need men and women to rise up and filled with faith to simply be the donkeys. To be the donkeys to carry the king into the places we go. You know, God is on the move and I want, he wants us to be a part of this story. You know, there's something we say in Vineyard and it's this phrase. Everyone gets to play. Everyone gets to play. And it's simply this. God wants to use all of us. And when we are filled with the Holy Spirit and accepted God into our hearts, God can use you. And we are vessels of the Holy Spirit to simply just to pray, to be in these situations and be obedient. And when the Holy Spirit prompts us to step out and just with simple prayers and see incredible things happen. You know, it's not just 2,000 years ago. It's not 100 years ago. Today, God wants to move, and God is moving. You know, we are, I just got this question. How, how can we be kingdom carriers in our community? You know, what does it look like to humbly, obediently, and faithfully do what Jesus calls us to do in order to see his kingdom come? You know, we just simply just got to be obedient and courageous. You know, and what does that look like in my life? Now, I think I said at the start, I'm a, I'm a parent, a dad of three, my husband, my uncle, I'm a teacher. You know, I, I live in a community. I believe we're firmly planted in that community. I chose to live in that community. In fact, I haven't gone very far. I'm Pentwin, born and bred, and I still live about a mile from the house I was born in. You know, but I believe God's got me here for a reason. I believe that God, I've sown links with people. I know the person at the, the petrol station. I know the person on the oldies till. I know the person in the Lidl's till. <laughs> <laughs> I know the local hairdresser, you know. And they're the people who God's placed in my life to, to minister to. You know, just, I just got just share just going to one or two stories just about my life and just how God used me. When I got asked to talk on Kingdom Carriers, I was thinking, you know, all right, this is great. Okay, I've got lots of great stories of how God's done, done things and doing things in our community. 
I want something new, I want something now, you know? I want, there should be always something happening. It shouldn't be what happened a year ago or a month ago, you know? I want, God's always working. And, and yeah, just, it's just something, just I'm a teacher. And it's one of those, in one sense, almost impossible, impossible environment, being in school, playing with children, you're thinking, how could this ever happen, you know? Um, would I be struck off? But obviously, a year, a year ago, I took a new job. And it was a local job, come up and just again in my community, and I wanted the job because it was in my community, and that was Corpus Christi um, Catholic High School. And one of the other things which was exciting about this job was that it was a Catholic high school, and I thought, you know what, they're open to faith. You know, I just want to be in my community, in my school, open to faith, and maybe opportunities will happen with young people. Now, every morning we had to start off by saying a morning prayer. It was like, fantastic. So I introduced something new just a couple of weeks ago. And I got all the children to have a lollipop stick each. And on there, they had to write down a prayer about something. Just one, just maybe a t- few words. Who would, who, what do they want to pray for that morning? So it said some p- the individuals themselves, people in Mozambique in drought, our families, um, you know, some p- healing and sickness, all sorts of things. Now, every morning, first thing that we do when we come in, they sit, greet them, they sit down. I say, right give someone every morning a different opportunity to pull out a lollipop stick. We just pull it out and I just say, right, let's just take 30 seconds and just have some silence and just meditate and reflect on this. And we just think about it and it could be drought. That was what it was just on Thursday, our last one before Easter. And at the end of 30 seconds, I just pray into it. (laughs) You know, like, how is this ever possible to to do this in school? And I can just pray into it and I just ask God, to help people, to heal them, you know, and I'm just excited at what God's going to do and what God is doing, and the peace in the room is just absolutely incredible, and we just finished together just by saying our Father, you know, and I was just, when he just, it was, I was kind of just leading that song this morning, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, you know, just in the Catholic Church, they just repeat these the prayers, and they just repeat them and repeat them, you know. But there's just power in him fighting the kingdom of God, you know. And it, just, it has just brought up some incredible opportunities just to talk with children. Now I'm just getting passionate about it and emotional. But I'm just excited how God can use me in that school. You know, I think it's just something I thought would never be possible in school to be able to step out and do that, and how God's just opened up the opportunity. You know, but there's, I think in time's going, but we're doing Love Cardiff in a few weeks and we shared about the notices today and it's just something I'm, again, I'm just passionate about, just doing things in my community, stepping out and just a quote that I just love is Francis of Assisi. Do all you can to preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. You know, and sometimes we don't need to pray, we don't need to try and preach the gospel, we just need to do our actions, you know, and I've, d- I've loved doing projects in the community over the years, and there's one which stands out just two years ago. We just, in St. David's, right in the heart of Pentwin, and about 50 volunteers just working in the school all day. And the head teacher came out at the end, and we just said, you know, we just, just got out, and we just said, we just wanted to do this just to bless you and bless the school. And there were parents who'd come along to help. There was... In fact, there was more friends of people I managed to drag in than people from the church who were there. But they all just got to stand there and just hear, you know, we did this because we're passionate about our community because Jesus has put this passion in our hearts. 
And I just remember just never leaving, but just seeing the head teacher just standing there in tears, you know, just overwhelmed by why would strangers want to come into the school and do this? You know, and what, whatever the opportunity is, you know, I don't say these stories, I say self look great, but these are just opportunities that God opens up, you know. Every night I just pray with my children and we read, about, we read a funny story, we read a Bible story and we just sit there and pray. You know, as a parent, it's my job just to sit there or to, to encourage them in their faith. And just, just, a, just a week ago, Noah wasn't feeling very well. He had this bad cold. He had it for a few days. And I was just like, you know what? This is just an opportunity just to see God break in. So I said, right, Noah, just sit there. We're going to pray for you. Just sit there, put your hands out. We're going to receive God because God loves to heal and make us well. And I got Bella. I said, right, Bella, you need to learn to pray healing over Noah. I said, put your hand up like a, a drain pipe to heaven. Put your hand on Noah and let's ask God to heal him. You know, and these are just my, just my job as a father over my kids and what I can do. You know, but God's placed us each into different communities. Just a few weeks ago, it was a... You shared this incredible story this morning of Alistair just with the neighbors. I was just blown away by another, just hearing loads of stories at the moment, but the story by another manager, just, he was out at the valleys, out and about, and he'd come into a homeless man called Stuart. And he just had this overwhelming compassion for this man. And he just said, what can I do to help? Just started talking to him. And he's so overwhelmed with compassion for this man. Only Jesus can give us that compassion. And he just said, what can I do? And he took this young man home who was mental issues and a bit dysfunctional. And he just took him home, gave him a shower, gave him new clothes, fed him, chatted with him, listened to uh, some music, and just spent time with this guy. You know, we're called to be the donkey and carry Jesus wherever we go. Now, I'm just going to finish with this. What does it look like for you to carry Jesus into the places you go? What does it look like for you to carry Jesus into the places we go? You know, is being open to be used by God wherever, whenever. You know, with that comes Christian maturity, to know God's voice, to sense God's encouragement, to see the opportunity. But as we grow in our faith and move past knowing that God loves us, that we, that we are ambassadors of Christ on earth and called to demonstrate the kingdom with acts of authority from God. It's not about doing the big things. It's about doing the little things. About having acts of courage to take the opportunities to share our faith, offer prayer, simply be donkeys. To lead the way, to carry Jesus, and to see the Holy Spirit move. It is always looking for the opportunity to let the kingdom break in. God helps to be far more productive than what we can ever can. But we've got to give God the opportunity to break in. You know, we're called to, to practically bring Jesus. And God can bring transformation and change lives forever.
You know, we don't want to be known as nice people. We want to be known for carrying Jesus and seeing the kingdom break in and the power of God to move. I'm just going to finish here. I'm just going to finish with this final word. Will you be the donkey so he can be the king? Let's stand.